Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, man. I just got done interviewing Ann Coulter. And let me tell you, it was fiery. Some of you are going to love this episode. Some of you are not going to like some of the things that she said. But let me tell you, you're going to get... There's going to be a reaction no matter who you are. We talked about just about everything. We talked about President Trump. We talked about Governor DeSantis. We talked, of course, about the border crisis. And perhaps most interestingly, the ideological underpinning of those who on the left who are propagating this border crisis, which I found very interesting. I have one very big takeaway from this interview that I want you to stick around for uh, towards the end of the episode. But this was one of those times, I got to tell you, as a host sitting here, sometimes I have a back and forth conversation with people I interview. Sometimes I'm bringing up different points in addition to the points that the uh, my interviewee is bringing up. But today, I just sat back and I just listened to what Ann Coulter had to say. I directed her to some topics that I wanted to talk about, but it was really mesmerizing. I think you guys are really gonna enjoy it. So without further ado, this is Ann Coulter. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. With me today is 13 times New York Times bestselling author, including the book, this is somewhat ironic, Adios America, The Left's Plan to Turn Our Country into a Third World Hellhole. Um, Sadly, apropos for the moment that we're in in our nation right now, as supposedly 700,000 illegal aliens await to cross our border now that the Biden administration is allowing them to do so. Also, highly recommend that you go to our substack, annculter.substack.com. It is, of course, Ann Coulter. Ann, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Absolutely. This is quite a day to be here. It is. So I want to I start with actually a very open-ended question. We've seen a lot of headlines and a lot of comments, even from within Border Patrol, about what is going to happen once Title 42 expires, that there are you know 10,000 people crossing a day, 700,000 people waiting on the other side to cross when you know they're given the leeway to do so. But what is going to happen in the coming days? It really is amazing that even with a presidential election year coming up, they're not pretending to give a crap 
about the border. Um, as I describe in the book, I mean, there, I don't think this of all Democrats, it's quite clearly not true of all Democrats, but but on the left, there is a segment that just really, really hate our country. They rooted for the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Sadly, Ronald Reagan defeated the Soviet Union and America was never nuked. Um, so they learned, oh, there's another way we can destroy the country. Let's just move the entire third world here. Um, and it really is grounded in a jealousy and hatred of traditional America. I mean, it's all of a piece with them ripping down statues of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. They hate this country. What's particularly weird about this time is, I mean, it actually is true. Um, Joe Biden has a you know, 50-year history of being a moderate Democrat. Unfortunately, he now has senile dementia. And it is clearly the very hard left running his administration, particularly in the area of, of immigration. Um, I mean, listen to mayors like Mayor Adams or read the comment sections in the New York Times when they write one of their tendentious articles about, oh, the poor asylum seekers, the asylum seekers. Look, I mean, I've noticed this since I wrote Adios America. Wow, New York Times readers are not really down with wrecking our country. Isn't that interesting? Which is why, you know, a complete jackass won the presidency in 2016, an utterly unlikely candidate, um, because he ran on immigration. He said outrageous things, things um, in ways even I wouldn't have said it. As Mickey Kouse said, he, Mickey Kouse reviewed my book, Adios America, and said, you know, compared to Donald Trump's opening statement, which he made coming down the elevator two weeks after Adios America came out, said, that, you know, that makes Ann Coulter's book sound like Desmond Tutu. Yet and still, it didn't matter how outrageous Trump was. This is how much the public wants to, to shut this down. Um, once a wall, there's a reason we wanted a wall. There's a reason um, by running on promising to build a wall could get, you know, Mickey Mouse elected president. Unfortunately, Donald Trump is profoundly stupid. It is the one thing I underestimated. I knew he was tacky, a Bulgarian, an Aravist. I, I, I admit I had no idea how stupid he was, but in my defense, I didn't think it was possible for a human being to be that stupid. So he runs on, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall, doesn't build the wall, doesn't get reelected. Uh, duh. <laughs> I warned about this since the moment he won the nomination and what it looks like he was, I mean, he was starting to sell out right away. Um, warned him to look at Bush number one. He made one promise one time at the Republican National Convention, read my lips, no new taxes, broke that promise, lost re-election. Don't, don't betray the voters. Um, very simple rule for politics. But there's a reason voters voted for a wall so that what's happening now could not, not happen because we know there are these far left um, America haters um, and they are who, who were just dying for a moment like this. Well, a wall would have stopped them. It sure would have slowed them down. Um, but no, what's going to happen now, Title 42 was just some you know BS excuse for Donald Trump to try to do something to stop the flow of illegals during his pathetic four years in office. Um, now it's being lifted. Um, 
And and when you hear, for example, oh, Biden sending troops to the border. Ooh, that sounds so tough. We're going to have troops standing at the border. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to be distributing welfare applications and putting the illegals on buses and ushering them into the country. I was thinking about this. I suspect the, the places they're going to be moved en masse to, to the interior of the country are probably going to be areas where they're already are, um, well, little ghettos of, of foreigners where, well, the, where they'll speak the language. Um, this is part of the problem with bringing in a mess of immigrants who are, don't speak English. Um, they end up just creating their own little communities. Um, I don't know if this is still true, but up in Detroit a few years ago, um, a friend, I went to Michigan Law School. I'm driving around Detroit with a friend. There, there's an area where all the street signs are in Arabic. No, you don't want that in your country. This is an English-speaking country. But if Biden were to move these illegal immigrants into your neighborhood, into my neighborhood, people might notice. So I think this is the one, my prediction is, that is the one um, deference he will be making to the fact that he'll be facing the voters next year. Um, try to make it not noticeable, but just get them in, get them in, get them in as fast as you can get them in. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And by the way, about half of my viewers are evenly split on whether they like Trump or whether they like DeSantis. So I do want to circle back and talk to you about 2024, the primary, before even we get to the general election. But I guess I wonder, when you use this phrase, far left America haters, that seems pretty obvious to those of us who are not watching CNN and MSNBC. You can't de make deliberate choices about the border the way that Joe Biden does without understanding the consequences and understanding the destruction it's going to cause to our nation. But who, who are these people? What is their ideological um, foundation or their philosophical view of the world? Because it sometimes it seems like hard to put a pin on it to me when we don't say like, okay, well, the people behind critical race theory are the critical theorists, the Marxists from the Frankfurt School, or the people behind queer theory, you know, the transgender thing are the queer theorists. Who are these people? Well, it's, I think it's all of a piece and, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm not their therapist. I am not their exorcist, but <laughs> 
Um, the the impulse seems to be just a hatred of Western civilization, whether that is a hatred of of um, male and female separate bodies, normality. There, I mean, it's a war on normality. Um, and America is, of course, the pinnacle of Western civilization, the highest realization of it, from our Declaration of Independence um, to just a country on the go and, and the inventions and the land, the patriotism, the really very, very little little crime, except in some some small areas, um, and until recently, and, and it's the same impulse of the George Soros prosecutors, release criminals. They are for criminals, they are for poisoning and mutilating children, and they are so for the destruction of the United States of America. Um, I think part of the reason, and I'm sure they hate the fathers, um, just <laughs> thought I'd throw that in, just to give you the, the, the image of what it is we're talking about exactly, I, I I have long suspected, I, I wrote about this in Treason, um, that part of the reason America is the number one country they need to take down is not only because we're the greatest country in the world, most powerful country in the world, um, the most successful, beautiful, gleaming country in the world, but, you know, there are a lot of beautiful countries in Western Europe, a lot of beautiful art and architecture and culture. Um, but one thing Europe doesn't have that we have is a very strong belief in God. Uh, and I do think it has a lot to do. With, yes, they hate Christianity. Oh my gosh, they hate Christianity. Or I suppose any, any God believer, but um, Christianity is of course the dominant religion here. Um, so yeah, it's of a piece with the ones who go into churches and, and tear them down and turn them into, you know, selling peace pops like at St. John the Divine in New York City, and they have solstice festivals. It is hatred of God, hatred of your father, hatred of this country, hatred of civilization. Um, I am not describing Democrats. I don't even think I'm describing most of the hosts on MSNBC or CNN, but there are enough, there are enough certainly on TV particularly who will go along with the program. Um, but again, I recommend to you, um, Breitbart just had an article about this uh, this week, but it's something I noticed when I was writing Adios America. I'd read these articles. I always look at, not always, but I often look at the comments on New York Times articles just to see what, what are crazy liberals in New York thinking these days? Um, and <laughs> any other article, it could be on transgenders, it could be on Trump, it could be on you know Joe Biden um, or Eric Adams. Um, it could be on the Philharmonic. And you will get standard... New York liberal responses, articles on immigration sound like the commenters at Breitbart. Um, even liberals know that this is wrecking our country and wrecking their country. Uh, and and there, I mean, I suppose in New York City and New York Times readers, there is a lot of wealth. They do have something to lose if America is destroyed. Um, the, the, it's very hard to have hope right now. I mean, I really do think, wow, this country looks doomed. Um, I thought Trump was going to be our last chance to save it. And about halfway through his administration, <laughs> it became clear <laughs> he wasn't going to do it. Um, so now I'm, 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 I'm usually very perky and optimistic, something my friends make fun of me for. And I guess the only, you can't help, at least I can't help as a human being, looking for some ray of hope someplace. There's got to be something I can root for. Um, 
And I do root for for Governor DeSantis. I mean, he has been very good on immigration in the state of Florida. He just passed E-Verify for the entire state. And that took um, a lot of guts because unbeknownst to many Americans, um, Florida is a huge agricultural state. You'd be stunned. I mean, they have cows. I think they're growing like cotton, everything. You think of it as Disneyland and spring break. Oh, no, no, no. This is a big state. There's a lot of farmland. And I'm sorry, but the agricultural interests, they want their cheap labor. And so to stand up to these major donors and say, no, look, we have to do this. Love you guys, but we're talking about saving our country. That means a lot to someone like me. And I guess we just have to remind him um, if or to be really perky when he becomes president um, of the phrase repatriation. Uh, and that's where we send the illegals back. I mean, it just it is not fair that a Democratic administration. Oh, we're just going to bring in 40 million new voters. Yep, we're just going to rush them across the border. Oh, and welfare recipients. And yeah, we have poor people in this country, but we want the poor people of other countries. We're going to drag them all in. None of them, none of them are legitimate asylum applicants. Not one. None of them are fleeing Adolf Hitler. Give me a break. They could go to, 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 why don't they stay in Mexico? Oh, oh, help me, get me out of here. Oh, could I go to the country with the most generous welfare? Um, could I go to the country where I will get into, my children will get into Harvard faster than native-born Americans? No, we don't need, we're not a women's, um, a battered women's shelter. We are a country. Um, and for them to be dragging in, dragging in the poor, the dysfunctional, the criminal, the criminal of the world, this is fraud. And I don't care if you have to employ, um, you, you know, half of the state of Florida. They need to go through every one of these applications um, and send them back to their own countries because this is an absolute fraud. I'm really interested in something that you said before when you said that Trump won in 2016 because he campaigned on build that wall. Now, there were I think that there were several different things like crooked Hillary, lock her up, you know, the, the working, the forgotten working class, white working class in the Midwest. But applying that, do you think for 2024 that, and this doesn't even have to be the Republican primary, this can apply to the general election. Do you think that the candidate that is the strongest on the border, that that's the winning campaign message? Yes, yes, yes. It is always, I mean, there are other issues. It is always a winner. And again, I recommend you to read the letters in the Times and compare them to the letters in Breitbart about about immigration. And incidentally, I mean, I did write the book in Trump We Trust. Um, I was absolutely for him, and it was specifically because of immigration, as as my friends were. Although, you know, I grew up in Connecticut outside of New York. I was well familiar with the kind of man Donald Trump was, as many of my friends were. And we didn't, we didn't care. I supported him in 2015. One thing I've noticed is um, of the people who no longer support Donald Trump, um, we're all the ones who supported him in 2015. We're not the Johnny-come-lately's. We supported him for the issues he ran on and then betrayed us on. Um, and in In Trump We Trust, the book I wrote to encourage his election, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've signed copies to people in the Republican Party. I would like to run for president as the Republicans, and I sign it. 
but you actually have to do it. I still maintain the 2016 campaign was the greatest presidential campaign in world history. Everything fell apart when he became president. But in the book, In Trump We Trust, um, I mean, I sort of challenge the point that you just made that, oh, well, he ran on a lot of things because I noticed the media kept saying, oh, he's, he has no issues. He's not running on anything. Well, a couple of things. No, his, his plans are really quite specific. He was more specific than anybody else was. But one of the interesting things I went through his, his I think it was interesting, went through um, his opening speech when he came down the escalator. And Liz, he talked about all kinds of stuff. He talked about, you know, um, the troops and veterans and Obamacare and how we need to be tough abroad, um, um, tax cuts. Look at his speech when he came down the escalator. But what was the line? that ignited the fire that propelled him to the presidency. It was what he said about immigration. And all of the elites, as usual, viciously attacked him. Oh, it's so mean, and it was kind of mean. Um, but the people, the voters did not care. We don't care if you're, if you're polite about it. We're just fed up, we have had it. We, uh, you can be as rude as you wanna be on immigration. This is our country and we're, we're running out of time to save it. Do you consider yourself a single issue voter on border stuff, on border security? Um, that's interesting. I mean, I've never, I've never put it that way. Uh, but I, I mean, I can tell you, why did I support Romney in 2012? Because he had the strongest position on immigration. I mean, whatever you want to say about Romney, um, back then, Mike, Mike Huckabee's position was illegal immigration is how we make up for slavery. Um, Newt Gingrich wanted to let them all in and we'd have little hearings in towns. Do, do you like these particular illegal? They were, they were all, the Republican Party has been pedal to the metal, open borders, because that's what the donors want, because the donors want the cheap labor and don't give a crap about the country and the culture. Um, so Mitt Romney, without question, had the toughest position on immigration. He was pilloried for it, but it was, I mean, maybe you'd phrase it differently. It was self-deportation, this idea that, oh, how are you going to get rid of them all? Round them up, round them up. No, you don't have to round them up. They'll go home the same way they came. That's self-deportation. So that's why I was pedal to the metal for Romney. Um, the rest of them were disastrous on immigration. And that is, of course, why I and I think an awful lot of voters supported Trump. I mean, it's noticeable, as I keep pointing out in my columns, not keep pointing out, but I pointed out a couple of times, what's the one demographic that that Trump lost in 2020 compared to 2016? Was it was it single moms? Was it, um, you know, suburban moms? Um, was it Hispanics? Was it, was it, no, it was white men. The left behind, the people he was finally, you know, finally somebody was speaking to them in 2016. Usually the Republicans are just, what does Wall Street want? Wall Street hates you Republicans, stop sucking up to them. Um, and, and the campaign was magnificent. Um, on on other issues too, it was it was pretty magnificent. It wasn't supposed to be tax cuts. What does Trump do? He gets into office and he gives Wall Street tax cuts. He he got zero support from Wall Street. I mean, it, it was like a miracle his election that you wouldn't think would be possible. Someone elected to the presidency who didn't get a dime from Wall Street. We could finally have a president stand up to these vultures. And Trump gets into the Oval Office. Oh, wait, so that means 
I give the keys of the kingdom to Wall Street, right? And that's exactly what he did. He brings in Gary Cohn. We never got rid of the carried in interest deduction. No, he was an absolute liar and, and it was a disaster, particularly because, I mean, the reason um, there might be a teensy bit of bitterness in my voice is the promise of <laughs> 2016, the promise, I mean, to have all of our hopes rest in such a man as him. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. It's kind of, it's kind of I, I don't necessarily agree on every take. I'm sitting here just, I'm mesmerized by what you're saying. I think that your takes are excellent. I mean, we all expect him to announce. I think I'd be surprised if he didn't. All signs are pointing in that direction. We have Nikki Haley, of course, and Vivek Ramaswamy in addition to Trump. If, and I think Asa Hutchinson too, already forgot about him. He announced like a week ago. <laughs> if these five are, are the candidates, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry about that guy. He wouldn't even ban transing kids. Um, who do you think is going to win in the, in, the primary, in the Republican primary? Um, well, I have a number of stake bets that, you know, I get nervous about this, um, that it will not be Trump. Um, and luckily I didn't have to say who I think it's going to be, but I, I, I mean, if you force me to, it, we're, we're very, very early. I need to preface anything I say with that. I mean, I Liddy Dole was leading at this point before the 2000 election. So a lot of it is name recognition right now. Um, but I, I would guess it's, I would put my money on DeSantis if I had to, um, if you held a gun to my head. Um, what worries me <laughs> about my state bets uh, is that the entire, I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. It's on my Substack. It's on iancoulter.com, um, titled um, Republicans, You're Being Rolled, or something like that. Um, the entire Biden reelection plan. I mean, the border is a disaster. The economy is 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 flatlining. We have no energy. Every crime through the roof, through the roof. And because of Democrats and mostly in Democratic cities, this next year's presidential election year, Liz, it should be a blast. It should be so much fun. Things have sucked for such a long time. It would be so fun to have DeSantis running against Biden. Well, the Democrats know that it would be fun for Republicans. Democrats know that too. So their entire Biden re-election plan is trick the Republicans into renominating Trump. And I think that was the whole point behind the, the moronic brag indictment. I mean, Trump made his announcement 
um, that he was running for president after totally destroying the midterm elections for us, made his announcement. It was a bunch of losers who showed up. Even Fox News cut away from it. The next thing you know, he's meeting with Nick Fuentes and, <laughs> and Kanye, who are busy, you know, when they're not meeting with Trump, praising Hitler. Um, I'm sorry, there aren't a lot of things you have to remember not to do in life. Could you just not praise Hitler? Anyway, um, that's th those are the celebrities Trump's hanging out with. Um, and he had completely, I mean, he would, nobody really cared about me. He had a bunch of losers and con men supporting him. Well, the moment there was a BS indictment, the Democrats did this. That was my last book, Resistance is Futile. And the thesis of it was that that instead of attacking Trump on things that are legitimate, the left, the media, either out of hatred or out of strategy, and I think it's both, they make just nonsense BS attacks on Trump and they drive people who, who don't even like the guy to say, okay, I, I'm not for him, but he's not a Russian agent. <laughs> Thank you, MSNBC. And so they push people into supporting Trump by making outrageous, arguments against him. And I think that was the sole purpose of that brag indictment. And I have to say, I mean, I wrote the column and the next thing I noticed, all I hear from conservative media is save Trump. We've got to say, this is so outrageous. And Republicans, oh my gosh, Republicans. Okay. A lot of the house Republicans are complete morons, but they go to New York to hold hearings on crime in New York. What's that for other than save Trump? How about going to Philadelphia and having hearings on crime? Philadelphia is closer to D.C., a lot closer. And their crime is probably even worse than, than New York City's. In fact, it definitely is worse than New York City's. So why did they go have hearings on what the D.A. is doing in New York City? Because that same D.A. had just indicted Trump. So Democrats are, are, are playing Republicans. They're apparently very easy to play. They're reelect Biden, um, their entire plan is get Democrats to renominate Trump. Oh, why is CNN having, having a town hall with Trump tonight? <laughs> why, why, why? They want us to renominate Trump. And they're right. That's how they would get Biden reelected. It's, it's actually, I'm laughing because it's terrifying to imagine Joe Biden as president again, because it's almost unthinkable that he's even president right now in his state. Let me completely change topics on you because I'm really interested in people who've worked in media for as long as we have. I mean, you've worked even longer than I have in media. What is your take on what happened between Fox News and Tucker Carlson and where Tucker is going to land after after what I assume is going to be like months of lawsuits? Um, I think it's not as complicated as people are making it. I mean, I don't know. I have no, no insider inside track on this, but um, three pretty big lawsuits, um, the Dominion lawsuit and, um, you know, footnote on that. While I've been telling the truth, uh, about, about Trump, both as president and post-presidency, oh, for about five years now, and taking all the slings and arrows, um, by Fox News viewers ginned up by their hosts. Trump, he's the greatest, he's the greatest. Okay, Fox News viewers, who've been attacking me for five years. Now you know what they really thought. They were lying to you. Does that make you feel good? You know, you may not like what I have to say, but I'll tell you the truth, unlike those liars. So now that we know um, what the primetime hosts really thought about Trump, um, that obviously was a big part of the defamation 
lawsuit and and some of the worst quotes, at least for purposes of defamation of of Dominion, came from came from Tucker. Then you also have the lawsuit by the former Tucker producer Abby um, Grossman Grossberg. Uh, and look, she could be a snowflake. A lot of it may be very silly. Um, but some of it does seem like a little bit of a bro culture that I, I, I'm not, I'm not fainting over, but after what happened to Roger Ailes and what happened to Bill O'Reilly and others at Fox news, I think I wouldn't be having, you know, huge posters of a scantily clad, um, Nancy Pelosi on, on the wall. Um, so that's another lawsuit. And the third lawsuit I, I think is, it hasn't been filed yet, but seems like it's it might be, and that's by Ray Epps, the guy that um, Tucker has, and Tucker alone, no other hosts have done this, has accused of being an FBI agent uh, who had specifically tried to, you know, entrap the January 6th rioters. Um, and I think that's a nonsense claim. And Ray Epps has a pretty good defamation case. Now he's he's requested a retraction. I don't know what he's going to do next, but I think Fox is just looking at these three lawsuits and thinking this is more trouble than it's worth. And Roger Ailes was right. We could put on a dead raccoon at eight o'clock, and we're still going to beat CNN. Um, as for what Tucker does next, I don't know. I doubt. I. <laughs> I doubt he knows where any bodies are buried that we don't already know. An awful lot of that already came out in the Dominion lawsuit. We see all the private text messages. <laughs> I don't I think there's a lot of breaking news there. Um, and no, I mean, it's a good gig being a primetime host at Fox. You may, you may have to lie to viewers, but you're going to be paid well. So, um, yeah, it's a big, it'll be a big monetary hit. And it seems unlikely to be made up elsewhere, but who knows? Do you want to know who I'd put in his slot? Oh, tell me, tell me. Um, if Fox were smart and they're not, um, I'd, I'd give the 8 p.m. hour to Buck Sexton. Um, but I think he's probably too original, oh. provocative and interesting. Um, and they don't want that. They want flat, boring never, ever, ever funny will not get us in trouble. That's the Fox model. <laughs> I love Buck, but if I'm not mistaken, he is unafraid to talk about transgenderism. He's unafraid to talk about abortion. He's unafraid to talk about electioneering laws that were changed in the summer of 2020. And he's unafraid to talk about Marxism. So um, right. I don't know if he would be qualified for that position. Let me ask exactly. you a question. This is from one of our locals VIPs. This is from one of our locals VIPs named Amy. She said, what is your theory on why so many middle-aged, educated white women are beholden to leftist ideology? That's a good question. Um, I think two reasons. One is, um, I think you, you do have to look at marital status. Um, whether divorced, separated, never married, um, women in those categories, myself a major exception, um, tends to be <laughs> very liberal. And I think that's because they look to the government to be their husbands. Um, it's very useful having a man around. Um, <laughs> I, I like it myself. Um, 
so so first you have to exclude that whole group and then i don't think they're and i could be wrong i don't think they're that different from men um the ones the the ones who are married and still left wing loons um sorry i'm saying um too much a uh, couple of reasons one is women i mean there are all kinds of s studies on this um it's in uh charles murray's book human diversity women have a tendency to prefer to get along uh, in all these polls, college kids, and even beyond that, um, there'll be a question, is it more important to tell the truth or to go along with the crowd? And men will overwhelmingly say, tell the truth, and women will overwhelmingly say, go along with the crowd. So part of it is they, they just want to, you know, get along, go along to get along, whatever the expression is. Um, and also the ones that probably your 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 viewer is referring to, uh, they probably went to you know some fancy school like Smith or Wellesley, <laughs> so they're as brainwashed as a recent college graduate. <laughs> I I think too this is something interesting I've noticed about the younger generation. This wasn't even true. Like I'm in the millennial generation, but women in Gen Z we make fun of them because they wear ugly clothes and they don't they don't wear a lot of makeup and they I don't know I cannot get on board with Gen Z style all the time as much as I try but they are realizing something for the first time that even millennials and Gen X didn't recognize and that is all the promises of feminism don't actually make women happy um, and so maybe maybe what she's talking about these middle-aged educated white women are still beholden just to the narratives of feminism that they fall prey to that from their indoctrination in college. I don't know. Um, one more question from locals. And I, I, I actually don't even know if the premise of this question is true. You can tell me if it is or not. This question <laughs> says, um, Anne's dad was an FBI agent. So I want to ask how she feels about what's happening at the FBI today. Is that true? Was your dad an FBI agent or is this question off? No, is when for a few years, not as long as I was alive, but when he got out of law school, um, it was almost like having a I'm a judicial clerkship. When he got out of law school, uh, he was an FBI agent. He was a red hunter. Uh, I'm, I, that's why I dedicated my book, Treason to Him. That's the one that redeems Joe McCarthy, tells the truth about Joe McCarthy, let me put it that way. Anyway, he was involved in a lot of the, the red hunting cases. Uh, and then that wasn't enough money to, <laughs> to raise a family of, of five. Um, so he became a corporate lawyer. I mean, he was a lawyer, but he switched career paths. And yes, I mean, it's heartbreaking. I, I, I still, I, there's, there, President DeSantis is going to have a lot on his plate because I think the FBI is a very <laughs> important institution. Lots of things, lots of um, things need to be cleared out. Um, and yeah, it's heartbreaking what's happened to the FBI, I suspect, and I hope I'm right, I don't know. I think it's mostly coming from headquarters in Washington. Um, I'll give you one story about that that you, you may not remember. Um, after the 9-11 attack, uh, we got news about two of, the, um, two of the terrorists had been taking flying lessons in Arizona. Uh, and it turns out there was a local FBI agent who happened to notice, huh, that's weird. There are a lot of Arabs taking flying lessons in our country. And so he notifies FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. Uh, I believe notifies 
um, the terrorism unit in New York City. This is before 9-11. And and FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. says, leave it alone. It looks like racial profiling. And two of the hijackers came out of the flight school he was looking at. So thank you, FBI. Good work. <laughs> uh, uh, that's heartbreaking, isn't it? Literally mm -hmm. heartbreaking that political correctness and wokeness got in the way of actually protecting our homeland and the worst attack that we've suffered on mainland United States. Terrible. Ann Coulter, you are a delight to talk to. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody listening, go to annecoulter.substack.com. She just published a fiery piece over there that I know you're going to like. Also, make sure to pick up her book, Adios America, because you're going to read about exactly what's happening before our very eyes, unfortunately, with this terrible border crisis. Ann, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Anytime, Liz. Okay, guys, don't forget to subscribe to Anne's Substack. It's annecoulter.substack.com. Love her or hate her, she is a firecracker. And if I am correct, I would guess that you were mesmerized the entire time, just as I was, even on the points that we don't necessarily agree. I don't agree with her on everything. I don't disagree with her on everything. She's just an interesting person to listen to. My biggest takeaway, the part that is sticking in my head, um, that was sticking in my head the entire time, actually, and I'm still thinking about, is the reason she says that Donald Trump was elected. Now, you and I might sit here and think, okay, Donald Trump was elected in 2016 because he appealed to the forgotten man. And in, in that case, in 2015 and 2016, the forgotten man was white working class, typically in the Midwest. And that's true. I think that that's, that's accurate. And the, the data, the voting data um, show that that's accurate. But her contention, Anne's contention, is that the way that Donald Trump convinced those individuals, white working class, maybe lower income Americans, that he really was going to fight for them was by securing the border, by campaigning on build the wall. So maybe in some cases, the neighborhoods of, uh, of these individuals um, that they didn't have illegal immigrants bust into their neighborhoods, or maybe it was you know, com competition for jobs, that there wasn't cheap labor that was excluding American citizens from, from finding employment because it would be the white working class who were excluded from employment if companies and corporations, just employers in general, are hiring illegal labor that they're paying, you know, a wage that's, that's not comparable to what an American citizen would want to make for that same work. That's the one thing she said that is sticking in my mind. Many interesting things, but this, it's, it's interesting to think about. It's interesting to think about because she's right in 2020, nobody was talking about the border. It, it seemed that Trump deliberately avoided the border because he knew that the left was going to try to um, weaponize the idea that, you know, the, the build the wall thing didn't turn out the way that he had campaigned on it exactly in 2016 for a lot of reasons, not all reasons that were his fault directly, some reasons that he, he could have done better on. But regardless, the left would have tried to use that as a cudgel against him. But what if? What if that really is? What if Anna's right? What if this is an issue, border security, being really strict on the border? What if this is an issue that changes the mind of the independent voters that we always try to seek? What if that is the reason that Trump won in 2016. What would this mean for 2024? What would this what would this mean not just for the what would this even mean for the primary really? The Republican primary but also in a Biden versus Republican, probably either Trump or DeSantis, what would that mean in the 2024 general election?
we're not hearing a lot. We're not hearing a lot about that right now, even as Title 42 expired, even as we see videos of all these migrants just flooding across our borders, even as as we hear these horrendous numbers, 10,000 migrants crossing our border every day and 700,000 waiting to rush our border once Title 42 expires. It's a little hard to fathom all of that, but also it's still not the dominant political conversation that's happening in our country. Generally, even a Democrat gets a little stricter on the border in the lead up to a, a presidential election cycle because it is, at least among voters, maybe excluding Gen Z who actually think that open borders is a thing, but it's usually an issue that Republicans and Democrats agree on. So that's the biggest takeaway for me is that's a very, very interesting point that I am going to be giving a lot more thought in the coming weeks and months. You can let me know what you thought. Also, if you missed any of our other episodes this week, we talked about the Texas mall shooter, horrible tragedy. What the mainstream media does or did in this case is what the media always does. It's the same playbook to try to associate these mass murders with Republicans. And if we don't um, identify what that playbook is, understand it, and then debunk it in real time, it's going to be a successful way to demonize Republicans. So if you didn't watch that episode, go back. It was from Monday. We also talked about on Tuesday, we talked about Chelsea Clinton's insane vaccine plan. You know, when I, when I want advice about how to keep myself alive and my children alive, I always turn to the Clintons for that advice. We also talked on Tuesday about the polls showing Joe Biden um, in a hypothetical matchup between Biden and Trump in 2024 and Biden and DeSantis in 2024 that Biden was losing in both of those matchups. But while a lot of Republicans are excited about that, um, highly recommend you watch that episode because I'm not excited about that poll. I think if Republicans count on just being ahead in the polls, as uh, to give them confidence that they're going to win in 2024, then they will lose. There are two other very important things that need to be done in order for Republicans to win. And then, of course, we talked about Tucker Carlson. He's back. He said he's going to launch, relaunch his show on Twitter. So we talked about that. And we talked about the man who was arrested. This is such a crazy story. At Warren Buffett's annual meeting for Berkshire Hathaway, because the man who was on the agenda to speak, he was allowed to speak. He had the microphone. His name was on the, on the program because he talked about Warren Buffett's political affiliation with Bill Gates and Bill Gates's association with Jeffrey Epstein. And for that, he was within seconds of mentioning the name Jeffrey Epstein, he was arrested. So if you missed any of that, um, go to Apple Podcasts, click subscribe, watch those episodes, go to rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Um, if you want to see the video version of those episodes, thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.